With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Book your flu vaccination online today at chemistwarehouse.co.nz. This is Super South with Joey Wheeler and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, very good evening, Mark Watson, alongside of me, Joey Whelan. We'll introduce Joey in one minute. Joe, 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 I'm delighted that we've got Marty Banks. I've got a man crush on the man. I've always loved Marty Banks. Quintessential New Zealander. Uh, beat the British and Irish Lions single-handedly. Underrated footballer and just uncanny. Love the guy. Love the guy. Yeah, the great New Zealand battler, isn't he? Gives everyone hope. Um, yeah, champion bloke, mate. He's been a friend of mine and a teammate of mine for a long, long time. And and a guy that, yeah, you're right, underrated footballer, I think. Like, a guy that would always do a do a job, um, whatever team he's in. And a great teammate, more importantly, Watto. Some great stories about Marty Banks. And probably not safe to, uh, to say many of them on the airways, but... Sorry, just having a few sound problems there, Joey. I can't actually hear you through my headphones, my good man. So um, we're just trying, oh. trying to make – just talk now. That's probably a good thing for you, Watto. No, no, that's right. Me, mate. No, 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 no. You've got you've – got, no, you've got, you've got a very manly voice, haven't you? Anyway, we're getting a bit too much man love in this. I, I just want to say everything yeah. in very much in a platonic way, very much in a platonic way. Uh, look, the um, break for the Highlanders over the weekend, did it come at the right time? Yeah, uh, yes and no, I think, because obviously they lost to the Hurricanes uh, the week before, which they were just, they would have been disappointed with that result. But, you know, I, I think they were starting to gain some momentum and some confidence in their game. So they probably would have liked to have kept that going. But as we know, the Highlanders' injury ward this, um, this year has just been growing um, every week. It seems like when they get two men back, they get three men um, fall down and, and go back into the physio room. So I think from that aspect of things, um, they're going to get some troops back this week for the force. Obviously, um, sadly, Aaron Smith's father passed away uh, last week. Um, Wayno uh left us behind and, and unfortunately Aaron won't be involved with the side again over an Aussie for, for um, obvious reasons. So they they, don't, they won't get him back, but it gives Falao Whakatawa another chance to, to stamp his claim. So, yeah, look, I think mixed probably for Clark Dermody would be the way he would see it. He would have liked to have kept some momentum going, but he would also be um, enjoying the fact that he's probably going to get some troops back from the injury ward. I ask you this, when you have a week off, you've been there in that environment, is it a more about, is is the relief for the fact that you don't have to focus so tough mentally or is it more just about giving the body a chance to recover? Is it more mental or more physical? Oh, yeah. For some guys, it's, for some guys, it's definitely the, the physical side of things. What I like, a lot of those guys have played some big minutes. You think of, um, like Billy Harmon, for instance. He's just been an absolute war, uh, workhorse. Jermaine Ainsley, Ethan De Groot. No, Jermaine Ainsley started every game and played huge minutes for a tight head prop. So, those guys, it's going to be a mixture of both. Um, for others. Um, especially some of those guys, and this might sound a little bit strange, but the guys outside of the 23, I think mentally it's a good 
chance for them to refresh because it is really challenging for for that group of players that don't they work really really hard during the week preparing the team um, to go to battle but then don't get the rewards of actually playing on a on a Saturday and they just get flogged out on the training field um, and oh, don't get me wrong get paid handsomely to do it but the Everyone, every professional athlete and every professional rugby player um, strives to be out there and perform on the weekend. So for those guys, it's probably more of a mental mm. break than anything. What I, and they all seem to go away to Queenstown and um, enjoy themselves with usually three to four rounds of golf on some pretty nice golf courses and 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 probably a good chance to, to actually spend some quality time with their with mm. their partners as well. A serious question. I've always been curious about this because you watch rugby yep. and sometimes it can be a forward battle. What position do you think requires the greatest level of Concentration. What 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 lock. position on the rugby lock. field? No, I was going to say lock. I was going to say lock. Smartest, but, no, but in terms of the mental and physical side, where there is just barely any relief. I mean, they're just. I mean, halfbacks always got to get there. They've always got to get to that breakdown. They've always got to get there and you know start second, third phase, etc. But in terms of the forwards, I mean, the wingers can send out there and they finish it off and they get all the glory. And you boys have done all the hard work. I know it's yeah. lock outside of lock. Yeah. I, I, yeah, outside of lock, obviously, I do think the locks, generally, this day and age, they play through the middle of the field. They're heavily involved in the attack, heavily yep. in default, uh, involved defensively. They get no reprieve at, at, at set-piece time. They've obviously got to be right on their props bums or else they get a, a rocket there. Um, generally, they're heavily involved in lineouts, calling lineouts, um, defensively trying to get up and organising the defence as well. So those guys are, are obviously heavily involved. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, I think um, any prop getting off the ground, always getting back in the game. The big men, they, they do have to work that little bit harder, Watto. You know, they're carrying around 130 kgs. So just running from A to B is tough enough for those big lads. Yeah, no, no, look, it's a, it's a really interesting question. Always curious about that because, I, you know, it is tough. You know, it's, it's amazing how quickly a week comes around, doesn't it, in anything we do. We have a hobby on a Tuesday night, you finish it, and then you think, you know, it only seems like yesterday you're back there doing it the following week. And I think people do underestimate just the mental side of it, probably more so than the physical side of it, the concentration required and we know that it's about making decisions under pressure at key times that's exactly right mate yeah the, the mental side of the game now is so so important and i think um, a lot of pressure goes on these young athletes to make sure that they nail their role inside a game plan and a lot of um, work goes into making sure that they are um, obviously physically prepared but but too mentally prepared and um uh, to to nail that and you do always hear the old cliche we just didn't quite get our personal mm. role right and that, that just comes down to the individual mm. being that slightly bit off and it only takes a, a an inch and, and then a, a team can sometimes take a mile if you haven't quite prepared mentally and it could be a little thing what I like you could have had a terrible sleep the night before or your wife might be going through something at home like all those little things um, add up to maybe sometimes a player not performing to the best of their ability mm. Okay so this weekend they've got the Western Force, it's a long trip across to Perth we know the Force tend to play a reasonably structured game so how do the Highlanders approach this one? Yeah, well, I think it wasn't so long ago that's um, how they got the, the big donut off their back down in Invercargill. The Hollanders tipped them up and they were they were pretty sloppy in that performance, to be honest. Um, Watto, I think they, were, they would have been really disappointed. Um, one, in their error rate against uh, the force down in Invercargill. Two, their kicking strategy was really, really poor. The, the Highlanders obviously pride themselves on um creating unstructured opportunities through their kicking strategy and that 
that day down in Invercargill, they were really poor in that area. And I think over the last couple of weeks, probably after the, the Hurricanes game, they, they would have been really frustrated in their error rate again and letting teams off the hook. The Highlanders, they've been getting themselves in, in areas of the park and for um, a good amount of time in games, but just not being able to convert because they're making errors at crucial times and not being able to execute. So they need to address that. Um, the other side of, of it was, I think, against the Hurricanes, they made over 200 tackles in that game. So when a team's making that amount of tackles, you're going to struggle to to win a game of football. So they need to try starve the force of um, of pill. And, and what we know in the past is that the force are a completely different kettle of fish when they play at home. Like It is a tough place to go and play in mm. uh, Perth. And historically they have always performed really well and teams have struggled there and and when they hold the ball for um, multi-phase they do look quite dangerous and they do have some game breakers um, their, their outside backs um, uh, for the force can can break the game open from anywhere uh, so you know the, the, the Highlanders have to be really really accurate in everything they do and, and that's something that has let them down this year uh, but they do you know every time they've played against a non-Kiwi team this year they've, they've come away with the, mm. with the goods so I, I think Although, if they go with that attitude that, you know, we've played the force already this season and we did enough to get the win, I don't think that'll be good enough mm. in Perth. They have to be they have to be as clinical as what they were probably against the Drua. I think that was their most complete performance this year. And that was across the board, both defensively and on, on attack. Mm. And that came down to um, nailing their kicking strategy. So... Um, a guy like Falau Fakatava, he needs to be really, really accurate in that area because I think against the Hurricanes, um, he was a little bit sloppy in, in that um, facet of play and, and probably didn't turn the Hurricanes' defence around enough. Is he perhaps been overcoached a little bit at the moment, Fakatava? Because his natural game seems to be one about running. He enjoys open space, very good around the fringes. But at times he appears, I don't know, almost just be acting as a pure pivot. Yeah, I, no... No, I think sometimes, mate, he, he just tries um, a little hard to force himself upon the game and um, doesn't let the opportunities unfold in front of him. I think... So you're saying he forces it? The great... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think he tries to, um, you know, like that is part of his game, right? But he, he's, he's trying to force an opportunity to, to implant himself on that game, to make an impact on that game, whereas... The best halfbacks in the world, they wait for their opportunities. Like you see Aaron Smith, he is the master of setting up a game, right? Like he um, plays that, that that tactical side of the game so, so well. And when the opportunity, opportunity presents itself, that's when he goes. But I sometimes think Falau tries to um, create opportunities, sometimes out of nothing, or force opportunities out of nothing, where, yeah, he's an instinctive footy player, but you've also got to, um, I think, Teams are now aware of that and are probably analysing him to go. Look, we can put his game under pressure. We can um, put, we can sell this picture. He might take it. Then, um, it, you know, shut him down. So he's just got to be a little bit smarter in how he, how he um, approaches the game and and just not try to dictate terms too much. Just wait for it to unfold a little bit more, um, because yeah, you know, like you can be your own worst enemy sometimes if you if you're trying to force the force the game too much. Let's talk about Hugh Renton. Is he a player that potentially could be in the all-black frame? Is he is he that type of player in your opinion? I mean, he's had a hell of a season in a, in a team Ooh. that in a team that you know have underperformed. 
well, it's a bit cool um, in the all-black picture. Uh, look, I, I don't, I don't think okay, well, you okay, if, if, if you, if you I, put him, but say, if you put him in the Crusaders and say a winning team, his stocks would be on. He, he he would stand out a lot more, even even more than probably what he's standing out. I mean, the fact is that people talk about this guy every week. Yeah, I take that point. Uh, yeah, look, without a doubt, he has been playing some phenomenal football, and you're right, he's been one of the Highlanders' best performers this year. Um, is he at that sort of level yet? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I look at the stats, and I, I think a guy that's probably performing in the eight jerseys is Hoskins Satutu, who's um, topping the stats and across the board. But Hugh Renton definitely is one of the Highlanders' best so far. To, to be keeping a guy like Marino Michele Tu'u on the bench. I know Marino's been injured, but Hugh Renton's performances, um, you know, especially that um, that that try he scored against the Hurricanes, like coming off the back of the scrum. And Clark Dermody alluded to to it post match um, in an interview I did with him. He said, "Look, some of um, the critics of uh, Hugh Renton had, had questioned his speed and his power game, but we saw that." both on display with that try. You know, he carried three blokes across the line, ran over top of one, um, and went outside some pretty handy footballers in uh, Brady Yuasa uh, and Adi Savia was at eight, and they couldn't even um, get to him to stop him. So, you know, he is putting in some eye-catching performances. Huge work rate is always towards the top end of um, the tackle stats, and his tackle quality is always phenomenal. Um the test for him is just keeping on replicating that. And as we know, to get to that, uh, the pinnacle, you have to do it game after game after game consistently for a long period of time. And what I will say is that eight outside of Artie Savia, and Artie Savia, remember, is not going to be here and not available for the All Blacks next year. There is a real opportunity mm. um, in the uh, in the All Blacks for an eight. So if he can keep replicating those those sort of performances, then he's just going to keep putting himself in, uh, in the conversation, mate. And yeah, for you to mention him, that's 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 saying something. We are celebrating all things to do with Highlanders rugby. This is called Super South. Mark Watson alongside of me, one of the greats, and Joey Wheeler. We're going to take a break, and when we come back. We're going to introduce a very attractive, a very beautiful man, a great rugby player, the great Marty Banks. Just want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And of course, DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Now, drop kick from Banks. It's a seven-point advantage. There goes the siren. Smith's going to bang it into touch. Twenty years of heartbreak and disappointment for Highlanders fans. They've won the Super Rugby title. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. Man love, man love for him. Marty Banks, I mean, didn't just be the key contributor in the Highlanders winning their only Super Rugby Championships, also single-handedly beat the British and Irish Lions. The man from Buller who grew up in Reefton on the West Coast joins us on the programme. Marty Banks, an honour, a privilege. Thank you. Hey, cheers, mate. At least uh, 
Yeah, it's good to have at least uh, a, a third of uh, good people on the, in the chat. Me and Joey probably struggle to hold up our way to the conversation. So hopefully, hopefully you hold the fort down and guide us through the next couple of minutes. Hey, Banksy. Yeah, the man love is real. We lived together for, oh, how many years was it that you bunked in with uh, my wife and I? But, yeah, we've got some stories to tell. But we won't indulge in those, Banksy, I, I promise you. But you've dined out on that 2015 drop goal for far too long now. People still come up to you in the street and, and acknowledge you in Dunedin, surely. Oh, I think I've dined out on that as long as I can, mate. But to be fair, you still dine out on... Uh, beating me in kicking competitions back in 2013. So, yeah, I taught you um, everything you know, didn't I, Banksy? Yeah, give or take a few things. <laughs> hey, mate, bye week last week. What did you What did you get up to for the for the week off? Uh, early on, I was just in Dunedin, and then I uh, managed to shoot down to Queenstown and play uh, Millbrook. I wouldn't say play Millbrook. I'd say got my pants pulled down by Millbrook, and then. Got my pants even further pulled down by the hills, to be fair. A group of us went down from the Highlanders, about 10 of us, and played against 10 members from the hills. And I think the only person that uh, managed to have their match was a ring-in, and it was Jimmy Cowan. So the rest of us got uh, tipped up pretty early on, I think. Jimmy Cowan, yeah, I couldn't port, imagine though. him being able to... Yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet, mate. Yeah, I couldn't imagine Jimmy being too... He was the angriest man on the rugby field that we, we both probably played with. How, how does he go on the golf course? Like, does he throw punters, was, throw, throw clubs everywhere? Um, I was actually in the same group as him because um, he's been the older fella. He didn't really know anyone else in the group other than Doom. So it was him and myself and then two other fellas from down Queenstown and um, yeah, Jimmy actually, he, he took to him the 17th hole, I think it was. He, uh, 18th hole, sorry. <laughs> got all square on the 18th. But uh, he did tell me that um, recently, I think he had his putter or something, he missed a two-foot putt on about hole four, and the flag was still in, and he swung his, uh, swung his putter at the flag, and the end fell off, so he had 15 holes or something to go without a putter. So, um, but he actually he held it together all right uh, on, on Friday, to be fair. I was oh, actually nice. very surprised. Yeah, nice, mate. Hey, um, before we get into some deep dive into the, the Highlanders season and some Highlanders chat, our producer of this um, beautiful Super South segment has a bone to pick with you. Back in 2015, he lost $48 to his mates uh, because of that drop kick. Uh, ben, do you want to do you want to um, fess up and, and allude to the story, please? Yeah, Marty. I mean, I, I from my brief exchange with you, you're a nice gentleman, but we had a $2 sweepstake <laughs> to predict the score on the final and I had 18-14 which was of course from about the 60th minute till that drop goal so I was completely heartbroken uh, so I missed out on that $48 but the ultimate kick at the guts at the time was that my car rego came through on the Monday uh, paying exactly $48 so that that's what hurt the most oh. Hey, hey, um, you must have you- you, may, you must have paid uh, Ross Gelding Hughes some money, eh? Because that must be why he spilt that ball uh, just before it. <laughs> would have been nice if he just scored that try next to the post and it would have been, uh, wouldn't have to take the job, girl. Hey, Marty, I paid off my house backing you, mate, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that hate me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> None more so than Dane Coles, uh, TJ Pedinara, uh, Julian Savia, you name it, they all hate you, Banksy. Um, anyway, we're getting a little bit sidetracked here, and we'll, let's get back to the Highlanders and, and their season so far. Mate, you haven't been sighted um, in a Highlanders jersey this year. Can you sort of allude to why that is? 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I guess it's been a pretty frustrating um, injury. I'd, I've, uh, I don't know what the technical term for it is, but um, pretty much my groins, my left adductor and my right adductor, where it attaches on my groin, is uh, I've pulled a heap of tears off each side of it. Um, and I did it, actually did it at the start of NPC last year, which was, it was just felt like a little bit of a niggle and uh, I kept playing on it. And by round three, I sort of knew I was in a bit of trouble, but um, ended up playing on pride and I yeah, ended up blowing my groin to bits um, in terms of... Uh, the damage I'd done to it. I think by the time I got back to Super Rugby, I think the I had less than 10% strength in my groin and um, I was in pretty much excruciating pain. I could barely walk or anything like that. So we've been sort of rehabbing it since November. Um, it's just got to the point now where it's sort of a flat spot um, for the last couple of months and it's not progressing. So I can get through trainings and that, but I wouldn't be able to get through a full game, uh, definitely not at Super Rugby. So... Uh, I've just had to bite the bullet and I get surgery on Thursday in Queenstown. So I think the turnaround's about four, four and a bit months. So um, oh, I, I don't really like what they do. I think they go in and by the sounds of it, they might put a little, a little nick in each adductor and then sounds like they get a metal bar with a hook on it. Um, kind of like hooking a fish, I guess, on the side of a boat and uh, yank at my adductor to stretch it by the sounds of it. So um, hopefully the good bloke's going to knock me out and... and Get stuck into me one. He'll probably turn up on a hurricane's jersey. <laughs> yeah, well, I think yeah, that's when you know you're in he's trouble. From, he's, I think he's from he's from Auckland, but he seemed like a good bloke, so yeah. I, I give him a benefit of the doubt. Oh, we wish you all the best for that, Banksy. Um, what, what's been your take on on the Highlanders so far this season? It's obviously been a bit of an up and down ride for the team. Yeah, I, like those first, I guess, the three games. Um, there's probably no hiding from it. We um, the first two games we got touched up a little bit by uh, the the Blues and the Crusaders, and um, the boys went up and played the Chiefs up there, and um, probably obviously after we'd lost a few boys to injury as well, um, and went right up there. Obviously, it was 28-7. Um, <coughs> a couple of moments there which probably could have put us in touch to really push them at the end, but just key moments let us down, and then um, the boys went on a bit of a run there. Um, three games in a row and um, got a bit of momentum, but then obviously met another Kiwi team in the Hurricanes pre-buy. Um, and again, we're just little errors, little um, moments in the game where you're letting these expected guys um, run off and score or Cam Royguard picks up an intercept from 20 metres out from his line. And so it's, it's just one of them things where uh, we got a little bit of luck, probably against the force in that and got the win. And then when we play the Kiwi teams, we're probably just on the other side of the fence of that. But... We sort of know our game's good enough to, to compete with the Kiwis. It's just pretty clear that you can't obviously do it for only half the game, you know, because some of these guys on the other side of the field are, are pretty electric. And um, obviously that game on the weekend, the Chiefs-Hurricanes game was, you know, the games looked like they going to run away with it. And then the Chiefs uh, kicked into second gear and, and blew them off the park in that second half. So, you know, it's just the, the local derbies are just critical, I guess, and, so hard to win. I think we probably haven't won one in quite a while, to be fair. Um, I can't actually remember the last time we not yeah, won. Yeah, I think um, I think it was I think it was 2020. We? Yeah, I think it was 2020. And I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you about that. Like, what needs to change in the Highlanders to, to get a little bit more success against the the Kiwi team? Because you're obviously getting against the uh, the Australians and and Wana Pacifica and the Drua so far, but the Kiwi teams just can't quite um, sort of get that get that sort of W off your back. Yeah, I, I yeah, like we're not making excuses or anything, but it's good to see uh, some familiar faces coming back into the team. I've actually 
lost some friends in my rehab group. Uh, my rehab group was massive uh, about two or three weeks ago. So that's uh, that's got to be a good start to obviously pushing back towards, um, you know, competing with these Kiwi teams when we do meet them again. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just, like, as you've probably experienced, Beav, over the years, it's just, like, you've just got to be in the fight for 80 minutes. It sounds so cliche, but, like, um, I remember last year against the Canes, Oh, probably a lot of the Kiwi teams we played last year, we were right in it up to our eyeballs and then late in the game we'd either, you know, give away a silly penalty or let a team score a late try or we'd be chasing our tails to run down eight points to give us a shot at, um, you know, late try to win it sort of thing. So, yeah, it's just, um, it's definitely not like an intimidation thing or anything. We're sort of, every game we're preparing for, we're expecting to go up there and knock them over and um, it'd be nice to do it sooner rather than later. Um, it's sort of crucial that we're sort of probably in the middle part of the table now where we can't afford to probably lose too many more. Otherwise, um, if we end up in that bottom tier of the eight, if, they, if we make the playoffs, you end up, you know, playing who's it at the moment. I don't who's top Chiefs is it? I think the Chiefs is top. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be nice to be, yeah. you know, in and around that, that top end of the table rather than uh, the bottom part of the, the eight. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's obviously, we've sort of put ourselves in a position to control our own destiny, you know, but. It'd be nice to, yeah. Obviously, it's probably going to be tough to run down the top top couple, but you know those, you know, fourth and fifth, and that are still within our sights. Yeah, well, hopefully, mate, you can um, the team can nail things this weekend against the Force, and we wish you all the best for your surgery on Thursday. Rehab well, Banksy. I know that they are niggling injuries, and and hopefully the team can get the the job done this weekend against the Force in Perth. Thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, no worries, mate. I was a uh, taxi service tonight, so I dropped a few of the lads off. So um, they're in good spirits heading away. Um, business class flights, the times have changed. So um, only 50% of the boys, though. So I think little Mitch Hunt, he had a business class flight and he had to give it up to a lot. So he's probably right sleeping in an economy. And rightly so. And rightly so, Banksy. And yep. rightly so. Yeah. Hey, look at lo- you, mate. Talk soon. Yeah, lovely to have you on the program. Yeah, and look, guys. that is going to bring Super South to a close. We want to acknowledge DHL. Uh, Super Rugby Pacific is underway. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific catch action live on Sky Sport. Get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Special thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the wheelhouse of fragrances. Joey Wheeler, of course, we thank him. My second favourite Highlanders player ever, <laughs> ever behind Mr Banks. Good on you, good on you. What a couple of real battlers there, bud. Great stuff. Uh, brilliant, lovely. <laughs> Cheers, Joey. Thank you. That's us.